Fiona paced to the window, restless and melancholy. She leaned out to breathe fresh spring air, hoping it might lighten her spirits. The too sweet scent of hyacinth clung to the breeze, along with the ever-present brine of Murray Firth. Along the West Curtain Wall, more hammering sounded as masons worked to bolster the steps leading to the main keep. As if precarious stairs alone might halt the Campbell men from gaining entrance. But nothing would. Her fate, as a Campbell bride, had been declared the very day she drew in her first breath and sealed when her father blew out his last. The latch rattled and her chamber door swung open. Her brothers had come to ensure her compliance once more. Simon, with hair and countenance both dark as the Irish Sea, entered first, for he was always in a rush. With their father now two months in the grave, he was also their laird. John followed close behind. Are you ready, Fiona? I'll brook no nonsense from you this day. Simon strode to the window and looked out, but just as quickly turned to stare her way. She bit the inside of her cheek. She'd not cower beneath his stormy gaze, nor willingly abide by his commands. Laird or no, he was still her brother and she would defend herself. I'll not play pawn in your game of politics, Fiona said, holding her voice steady with some effort. I've told you so. For years we've lived in exile, forsaken by King James because father dared defy him. Yet suddenly he forgives and wants to draw us into his fold. It makes no sense. Her skin tingled with unease, yet she persisted. The Earl of Argyll is his right hand. So why does James enforce a betrothal which benefits neither the Campbells nor the Crown? And why has Cedric agreed to it? We are poor and bring nothing to the table. Simon scoffed, dismissive of her argument. The Campbell chief agreed to it because he's nothing more than a royal whore. He'd bend over and bear his noble arse if the king wished it. Fiona's heart pulsed jaggedly at his harsh words. The pointed little stabs made it difficult to breathe. John set a gentle hand upon her shoulder. It makes perfect sense, Fiona, if you've a mind to see it. Two years younger, but a head taller than Simon, John had their mother's colouring, with sand-coloured hair and eyes the same glittering blue as Fiona's. The king has declared himself lord of the isles, but he knows we Highlanders hold no allegiance to the crown. He thinks to seduce us into obedience by marrying his nobles to our daughters and our sisters. Tis easier than waging war, for what's the blood of a few virgin brides compared to that of Scotland's sons? Simon's blunt fingers curled into a fist, and he turned away and looked to the window again, but John continued. The king well knows our ugly history with the Campbells, and so he proves himself our master. If we agree to the marriage, he can claim our loyalty. If we refuse, he will crush us, and none will rise to our aid.
Desperation filled the cavern of Fiona's chest. If father were alive, he'd never allow this. He'd not hand me over to the Campbells to be abused, as our mother was. John's jaw clenched. The tenderness in his voice vanished. Simon is our laird now, and we must follow him, Fiona. Your marriage to Miles Campbell will seal the truce and keep our people safe. Do not persist in this selfishness. She reached out and gripped John's arm as if he dangled her over a precipice, for indeed he did. Where was the brother who had been her champion? "'Twas always John who interceded when Simon became too rough or harsh, but now it seemed he had abandoned her. Her gaze...